This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. A very good morning and welcome along to Tuesday's edition of Game Bet Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley, and as you know, I've been away in Miami all week. Uh, Sean Calvert, our senior tennis handicapper on the ATP Tour, is over in the UK, but he's been working hard overnight on what is a busy day's action today on the men's draw at the Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, Sean, good morning to you. Morning, good morning. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of lunchtime here. Yeah, so yeah, uh, obviously morning for you. Are you okay? I'm very well. Uh, spent my third day at the the tennis yesterday. It was a very very hot day yesterday. It, it looked a bit humid, didn't it? it not, very... not that anything can actually look humid, but you, you know what I mean. It was um, it's that high humidity that that you know that that really makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, it was. It was, and we saw, especially in the women's game, that we saw Ostapenko really struggle with the heat. Her conditioning didn't look great. Uh, Felix Auger Alassim also struggled. I felt as well. Um, didn't play very well. Uh, the, the, the big takeout for me, as I said to Rory Girani, was it seems to be hotter and faster on the outside courts because the stadium court is got a lot of shade. Yeah. So it's sort of half and half in the shade. So it depends what side you're serving from. You can get a little bit of respite from the sun. But when you're in the uh, in the grandstand arena, which a lot of the men's games are today, the heat is very, very, very intense on you. There, there is no shade at all. There is no way you can escape the heat. And I and I spoke to a couple of players um, and their coaches. I was, I was looking at the cat, the the, the, um, the practice courts, and I asked them about conditions yesterday. Uh, I spoke to Petra Kvitova's coach, and he said to me that he, he felt it was much quicker on the um, on the grandstand court than it was on the stadium court because of that yeah. factor. Yeah, and that's uh, something that's been mentioned in the past about Miami, yeah, yeah, and uh, and that's why it was because it, it's so open. You literally, you literally just you, you, you it's just look at my face. It's, you're a sun trap. You li- wherever you are, you're covered we, in fact. We can't really tell. I don't think on the video, but I'll take your word for it. Well, I'm stopping traffic when I'm going across the road here in Collins Avenue. Cars are stopping, but so uh, of my face. So yeah, it's um, it is it's very very different between the two. Obviously, yesterday it, it got quite windy as well, um, and and it, a lot of players struggled in the wind. Yeah, and... that could have been what Felix was had a problem with because he was appalling. Yeah, I mean, it may have been the wind. It, it could well have been that. Could have been the heat, but I suspect it was the wind. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot. Uh, it's very windy. It could be a bit windy this afternoon later on, and obviously they reckon there could be some uh, some some thunderstorms at uh, early evening time. So that bear that in mind for the later matches, but the early matches, we should have perfect conditions. Before we go on to the matches for today, let's have a look at the outright markets. That not really changed much. Uh, to Carlos Alcaraz is the tournament favourite, plus 115, the defending champion, number one seed. Uh, Daniel Medvedev is plus 185. Uh, Yannick Sinner, our pick, is just coming down ever so slightly, now down to plus 750, but he's got obviously some the tough matches now really start from today onwards. Uh, Stefano Tsitsipas, far from impressive uh, against Christian Garian, plus 1,200. Tsitsipas 
managed to get through two matches without two rounds without even hitting the ball. Uh, and then he plays in the game and struggled yesterday. Taylor Fritz is plus 2,000. Uh, Kachanov uh, is plus 2,000. Rublev is 2,500. Uh, Holger Runa is 2,500. Tommy Paul is plus 4,000. He's up against Carlos Alcaraz today. And Sonego, uh, who played it very well yesterday, uh, to to win his match yeah, is plus sixty six hundred. Um, the total so far a minus nine point seven eight units uh, on the season so far, but it's uh, been a bit of a tough couple of days. The last time I spoke to you, we had a tough one winner and, and a couple of losers. But uh, overall, what have you made of the tournament so far? I think it's been all about the conditions, hasn't it? It's it's it's, it's all about people adapting. That that includes the layers as well as the players and and the punters to these totally different conditions. It's just a completely different Miami Open to everything that we've seen in the past. You know, before we recorded Sunday's show, I was looking at matches where slow court players would would perhaps get get the better of the quicker court players, and and we I sort of had to stop myself, didn't I, in that first show because we. We had the we had the nod that conditions were going to be a lot quicker, so it, it's completely different Miami Open to to what we've seen in the past. Jury's still out. A lot of people are still saying to me that it's not as quick as we mentioned. It. People are saying, "Well, I've got the data; it's not so quick as it was," but it certainly isn't. Look it's at the way result. quicker than it was before. It's it's still eighty two percent holds a serve, seventy three percent first serve one first serve points one after seventy six main level at uh, main level main draw matches. You know, that's 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 much quicker than the sort of 78, 79% that it used to be. I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's under question that it's considerably quicker than it was before. Yeah, I agree with that completely. And obviously, but you look at the, res- the results, there are some so there's some clay quarters performing very well. Serendulu obviously making it through. Sonego produced a great win last night against TFO. I think the rain delay uh, made it suffer for the American, didn't really help him. But let's have a look at today's matches. Uh, the first match on court is at 11 a.m. On that on that grandstand court, which is going to be the hotter conditions. Uh, and two players who probably are going to need the sun cream much more than me in attendance watching it. Uh, Yannick Sinner against Andre Rublev. Um, they're going to be very hot there. Uh, Sinner is minus 210. Rublev is plus 165. The spread is a two and a half spread. The totals are 22 and a half. Uh, the two have met four times previously. The head-to-head record is two wins apiece. Uh, on the hardcore form, mm. is definitely the better player. Uh, the last time they met was on the French Open, which Rublev won, but Sinner had to retire. Uh, and three of their matches have been on clay. So um, this is the, one of the first times they've met really in these kind of quick conditions, which you've got to feel will suit uh, Sinner here. Sinner is the favourite. Here's our pick. Uh, will be will I be cheering on uh, our man through to the quarterfinals uh, later on this morning? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't see any reason why not. Um, I think the head-to-head is misleading. It's not. It's not really two-two, is it? I mean, it's, it's really two-nil. Sinner's won both. The two that Rublev won, one was only played. There's only three games played in one of them when when Sinner retired. He retired in both of the ones he lost to to Rublev, and he was well ahead. He was well on top in that French Open meeting. Can't remember whether it was last year or the year before uh, that he played against Rublev, and I think he won the first set six-one Sinner, and then then got injured. Um, I, I just I'm not seeing anything that Rublev does better than Sinner. He doesn't serve better. His, his ground stroke, his forehand is comparable, maybe. Sinner's backhand is better. I'm not. I'm not seeing much that Rublev does that. That it, it, so it stands out to me that he can beat Sinner if, if Sinner plays his you know his, his best level. Um, if you look at the stats of those meetings, then Rublev's only won forty percent of his second serve points. 
And that kind of highlights the weakness that he has against the better players. They just, they attack that second serve of it. It's very attackable. And the, and the elite players, and you, you would have to put Sinner in that in that category at the moment, you know, they do they do take advantage of it. Um, in terms of the service points, one and return points, one totals in those matches, it's 105 to 95 to Sinner. Um, he's got a better record on hard courts over the last 12 months. Um, not seeing, I'm not seeing anything that's wrong with the prices. You know, Sinner should be favourite and he's, he is the favourite and he should win, really. Very confident then for Sean. They never, never hear you quite confident, Sean, like that. You always sort of, you always, I'm the, I'm the one who's probably got the more confidence behind their selections and sometimes always lets me down. But uh, depends. Never, never some, some players I don't trust, you see. I, I, you know, you look at the stats and you think, yeah, he's got a great chance that you just, and you sort of, you think about their tendencies and you think, oh, is he going to do that again? So it's, I think this is a good matchup for for, for Sinner. That's why I'm probably sounding more confident than I am on other occasions. Well, that's confidence. That's, that's confidence for me. That ticks the box even more if Sean is confident as well. So our pick, Yannick Sinner, starts proceeding today on the men's draw on Grandstand Court. He's minus two ten, uh, a worthy favourite for Sean, and hopefully he gets through to the quarterfinals uh, of the draw and really gives us a good way. He's given us a great run already, but uh, we're heading to the business end of the tournament. Uh, next up is on the stadium court. It's Taylor Fritz, uh, the American hopes, and everybody will be there cheering him on against uh, a man who's been impressive this tournament, Holger Rune, uh, minus 167 Taylor Fritz. Rune is plus 135. Didn't play well in Indian Wells, but he's come here and played well. Taylor Fritz is a two and a half spread favourite on the total game. Uh, the total games is pitched high at 23 and a half. They've never met these two, um, never met before. But uh, I, I messaged you, didn't I, Sean, uh, yesterday? And I, I gave Runer a bit of a chance here. I wasn't impressed with Taylor Fritz uh, against Shapovalov. He won the game purely and simply by Shapovalov playing atrociously. Uh, yeah. Most errors, double faults, doing Shapovalov things. Uh, Fritz has got the ball back. I don't, I don't think he even served Fritz to, to the potential that he could do. He was in first gear. And I thought, you know, he he could be a fade the next round because he was handed the win by Shapovalov. The whole Garuna, what I've seen from him here, he he seems to like the conditions. Uh, he's, he's, his Twitter page is full of how much he's having fun, how much he loves Miami, and um, I think he's going to relish this. And I, I got a feeling this might be a, a, a shock win here. I think he's got an excellent chance. Yeah, I think the thing with Fritz so far is that he's played against two guys that have just thrown the kitchen sink at him, and and he hasn't had to do anything really other than keep the ball in play. I mean, I, I didn't mind taking a chance on Shapovalov at 3.5 because on another day, what he was doing would have come off or could have come off. Uh, as it happens, he had another one of his bad serving days, didn't he? And he, it, it didn't it didn't happen for him. He just made far too many unforced errors, which is, you know, was often going to be the case with Shapovalov. I didn't mind taking a chance because I thought the odds were okay on Shapovalov producing a slightly cleaner performance, but he didn't. Fritz hasn't had to do anything. He's gonna he's gonna have to be more attacking. He hasn't had a chance to attack yet, Fritz, really. He's had two players just throwing everything at him. Now he's got Rune, who's much more of a patient opponent. Um we'll see how well he does. Um I, I can see why Fritz is favourite. He's got a better data over the past twelve months on this surface at this level. 106 uh total on service points one and return points one compared to 102 uh for Rune. Uh, and in terms of his whole break totals on you know, on hard last 12 months as well he's on 110 rune 108 so slight advantage to fritz on the stats but the, i think the variety of rune might make this an interesting contest you know because my worry about fritz as i've, I've said before is he's, he's a bit too predictable at the highest level you know you know where that backhand's going to go 90 percent of the time you know he doesn't like coming to the net and volleying 
and and Rune does have that in his 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 arsenal, doesn't he? He does have the drop shot, which he can play uh, if he gets the chance. If Fritz is isn't taking the ball away from him, I think he's got a chance of bringing Fritz into the net. I think he's really vulnerable there, Fritz. Um, so we'll see. It's a very very different match for Fritz so far than than he's had to face in the previous two rounds. He's going to have to take the game to Rune, whereas before he was just redirecting what was coming at him. Um, I think one interesting stat that I, that I uncovered while I'm looking at this is that Fritz has played a tie-break in all of his last 10 matches at main level against top top 10 ranked opponents. And you can get you can get a squeak of odds against 2.02 .02 with Bet Rivers that there's a tie-break in this match. I think that's probably the bet that I would like in this one. Yeah, I like that. That's a, that is a great shout. And obviously, if it's a tie-break, there's a great chance that the over 23 and a half uh, lands as well. But obviously, we've got to hope for a set another 7-5 or 7-6 if it's a straight sets win so probably best sorry sorry I was just going to add with something I forgot I think I think with Rue my, my main worry would be physically if, it, if this goes long you know we've seen him cramp before in hot and humid conditions you know several times not you know not just once so that's something to bear in mind as well if it does go to a third but yeah I think it's yeah I think it's a tricky one I think I'd probably just take tiebreak played in this one if I was betting in this one I like that tiebreak play. I, I I got a small lean towards uh, Runa only because I think Fritz isn't the playing as great as the, I think the opponents are giving him the winner. Sean said there. Yeah. I think yeah. Once he's tested, I different think match today. Definitely. Really do think this. Is, I think this is a, an interesting game. That I think it's definitely an outsider worth taking on, but only a small lean for me. Not an official pick. Um, second game on Grandstand Court after the Sinarublev game. Uh, is Botic van der Sandship up against probably the surprise package of the tournament this week? Uh, Emil Ruzovori. Uh, Ruzovori is minus 165. Van der Sandship is plus 132. The spread is two and a half. The totals here are 22 and a half. Van der Sandship is the higher seed. He's 26 seed and he's 20 odd places above Ruzovori in the world rankings. But he's the outsider here. Uh, they've met three times before. Uh, last time they met was at Wimbledon, and Van der Sandrup won in four sets. Uh, twice they've met on the, on on grass, and it was one one win apiece. Um, I, I was looking about opposing Ruzovoy in the last round, which I, I I spoke on here. I didn't actually do it with my financially, but uh, I spoke about it on here. Mm. But I, I, I'm not I'm not seeing the loving for the market here for Ruzovoy. I, I, I you 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 could probably tell me the data, but. I'm not getting how Ruzovori is such a heavy favourite here against Van der Sandrup. A player who's, who's lost two twice, a player who's higher in the rankings, and a player who you would think that the conditions would probably slightly suit better on the hot on the hot surface. But I don't see why Ruzovori should be minus 165 for this match. Yeah, I think it's probably just on the data. He's got better stats in terms of service points, one return points, one totals. Uh, at main level on a hard on hard courts this season, uh, Van der Zandschulp's stats, as I mentioned before, the the rude match are, are very mediocre. He's on ninety nine total, which is not not great. And Rusevoy is on one hundred and two. Um, perhaps surprisingly, Rusevoy has actually got better stats on serve than than Van der Zandschulp. Um, he's won three percent more points on first serve. He's won three and a half percent more points on second serve. And his serve has been a weapon in in recent times. I think he's improved a lot, Rusevori, in in recent uh, recent months. Um, not a particularly great start to the season, but he, he's certainly improved. And you know, the last few tournaments, he, you know, he should have beaten Zverev at Indian Wells, shouldn't he? Yet again, he managed to find defeat from the jaws of victory, which he so often does. I think this is a very very difficult match to bet on. It, it, it the head to head tells you everything. They played twice within the space of a few weeks on grass on the same surface, and you got two different results. 
yeah. Um, Van der Zandt, you know, he, he did beat Casper Ruud, but it was it was absolute daylight robbery, really, on the on the statistics. Um, I think I suggested that, that Rude might win that two sets to one uh, in the in the preview, and he should have done. You know, Rude won eight percent more points on first serve, seven percent more on second serve, seven percent more return points, eight more points in total, and he lost. Um, and that's because he only took two of fifteen break points, which is you know terrible. And, and Van der Zandt took three of his six. That's the pure and simple reason why why the, the, the Dutchman won that one when he shouldn't have done really on all the stats. I think this is a hard one to bet on. I, I wouldn't back, I'm in agreement with you, I wouldn't back Roussevoir at that price, but I think I'd probably, if I was forced into a bet, I'd probably take over two and a half sets, which is a plus 133 chance of bet Rivers. Yeah, I, I'm not saying I'm going to, I'm not saying it's a great bet or I think there's any reason, but I just, I just look at the data, obviously, like the two times they both played in uh, on grass, Van der Sandtrip started to favourite. I admit Roussevoir, and quite a strong favour as well, I admit Roussevoir is improving and, I, and Van der Sandtrip could be a player that, has hit his peak, he hit his level, sort of the top thirty player in the world. But I just, I just don't think that the, the the performance levels and what and the and the improvement is making him go from a plus one eighty shot to a minus one sixty five shot in the space yeah, of. It's not value, that's for sure. So that that's my reasoning there. Uh, probably the most interesting match of the day uh, is the game, the match between Stefanos Sitsipas and Karim Kachanov. Um, this match is due around about two thirty p.m. It's probably. From the betting, it's the most difficult one to have an opinion on. Minus 110, Kachanov. Minus 113, Stefanos Tsitsipas. You take your, you pay your money, you take your choice where you want to go there. The spread is a one and a half and the totals are 23 and a half. Tsitsipas uh, will count itself very fortunate to be in this round after his performance yesterday against Gary. Kachanov is a player that's improving on the big tournaments. You know, his record in majors has been very, very impressive this year and he's doing well in Miami. Conditions, I think, would suit Kachanov a lot more than Sitsipas. Uh, Bet Rivers can't split the two. Uh, if you look at the head-to-head, it's overwhelmingly in favour for Sitsipas. Uh, he leads 6-1 on the head-to-heads. Uh, obviously, a lot of those matches are in condi- very different conditions that we've seen, we'll seen here in Miami. And... Um, You've got to think that Sitsipas has been quite fortunate. He hasn't really played any tennis at all to get there. You know, two a buy a buy in the one round and then a, a Gasco retiring, and then obviously yesterday he was very very poor against Garin. Uh, Bet Rivers can't split them. Don't really have an opinion, but I know that you have a fairly strong opinion on this game. Yeah, I think we I think we've got to take Kachin off here. You know, if he's ever going to beat Sitsipas, it, it's got to be today. You would think. Um. I mean, Sitsipas is normally around about one to three, isn't he, to beat Kashanov, roughly. Um, now it's an even money match, and that's that's purely and simply because Sitsipas is is obviously not not fully fit. You know, we saw him against Garin yesterday. That that backhand still isn't it's not working for him. He's slicing a lot. He's shanking a lot when he's hitting it over. He obviously isn't comfortable hitting the backhand. Doesn't seem comfortable hitting the serve either. Um, I think the, obviously this injury is, is massively built into this price. You know, you would expect. Sitsipas to be much much shorter, um, and I, I just think Sitsipas doesn't want to be here. If you got to think ahead, really, you know, looking ahead in less than two weeks' time, Sitsipas is defending the title that he's won the last two years in a row, at Masters level in Monte Carlo, where he obviously loves conditions. His record there, I think, is fourteen and two win loss. He's obviously not fit. He's never got. He's never done particularly well in Miami. You know, his best is one quarter final loss in Miami. It's hot, it's humid, he's not fit. You would think he's here 
for the same reason that he was at Indian Wells. And he, he was pretty he was pretty unequivocal about why he was at Indian Wells. And he just said, well, because it's a mandatory. That's the only reason I'm here. If it wasn't mandatory, I wouldn't be playing. And it, uh, Miami is also mandatory. So I think it's the same the same thing. He should have lost to Garin yesterday. Garin should have beaten him. You know, he, he was doing the right thing, attacking the six-pass backhand, coming into the net and finishing it off. Now, if Kishanov can do that today, then he should win this match. My slight concern is that a lot of tennis players are very rigid in the way that they want to play. You know, they play the way they play and and that's it. Not not many of them can adapt. If he's able to attack that backhand, come in, he should he should win this, Kishanov. He's in great form. His stats are great over the last 12 months on on indoor hard. He hasn't got a great record in Miami, but it's always been a bit slow. Now it's quick. I just think this is a fabulous chance to, to sort of break his duck against Kishanov. Yeah, lots of money coming for Kachanov. Um, very heavily supporting on the Bet Rivers website. Head to the Bet Rivers website uh, for all the special markets. They have 41 different markets on that big game today. Kachanov against Tsitsipas on Stadium Court. Uh, also, if you have a bet on the Bet Rivers website, you'll be able to watch the game live and on their stream as well. So bet and watch on the Bet Rivers website. But uh, Kachanov is actually my strongest pick of the day as well. Uh, I, I've, I've got a, a, a lean for Runa. Uh, Kachanov was my one from the, my notebook that, uh, but it was plus one ten, I think, last night. Thinking, yeah, I got him at a bit better price earlier on than he is now, but yeah. I, I just I can't I can't see Sitsipas really fancying this. I think his mind is already on Monte Carlo. I just think he's here because he has to be. I think he, some he the... was very evasive as well when when asked about that injury yesterday. He was he, he sort of moved the question on to something else. He's clearly not fit. And, you know, if you're defending the thousand Masters points in Monte Carlo in less than two weeks on clay, you're not going to be one hanging around here when you're half injured. No. No. Uh, Kachanov is minus 110 currently on the Bet Rivers website. Um, if you want to head there, you might want to take that price now because there is money around for the Russian to beat Stefan Asitsipas, a man with a terrible record here in Miami. Okay, let's move on to the next game. The heaviest favour on the card today, 3.15pm again on uh, Stadium Court. Carlos Alcaraz uh, has looked very impressive here in Miami. The defending champion, the number one seed, the winner of Indian Wells, bidding to do the Sunshine Double. He's minus 670 to beat Tommy Paul, who is plus 460. The spread is four and a half, minus 129 Alcaraz, even money Tommy Paul. And the totals here are pitched at 20 and a half. I watched Tommy Paul play against Davidovic Vakina and I'm staggered that Davidovic Vakina never won that match or at least uh took a set off him because Davidovic Vakina was 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 the, by far the better player but he he served double faults he hit errors on crucial points and Paul just got the ball back into the net and the mistake was coming from the Spaniard uh mm-hmm. he's up against another Spaniard here today and he's going to have to raise his level by at least 100% if he's going to um even be competitive against Alcaraz, who has been sensational in the last three weeks uh, across the American high court uh, season. Um, we, we're not going to get a shock here, though, are we, Sean? I suppose if you're looking at this, 38 different markets on the Bet Rivers website here. Um, if you were heading for one, looking for an angle to have a bet on this game, which market would, would you be looking at? I'd probably take Alcaraz to win it 2-1 at, at plus 2-8 with Bet Rivers. I think that's perhaps the, the shout on this game. Obviously, Paul beat Alcaraz last time they played, so he's he's going to come in here pretty confident. But that was on slow outdoor hard in Montreal. You do have to take that match in a bit of context, though, because it was Alcaraz's first match on a hard court in five months. You know, he'd, he'd come from playing Umag on the clay, where he'd lost heavily to Sinner, actually, in the final. 
She was coming off a loss on clay. Hadn't played on the surface of five months. And his, his first match was Tommy Paul, who'd already played Atlanta, Washington, D.C., and one round in Montreal. So he was on top of his hardcore game, whereas Alcaraz most certainly wasn't. Um, so you can you do have to take that match in context that, that Tommy Paul won. Yeah, on the statistics, you, you would have to say Alcaraz. Yeah, you know, he's, that's a... A fair way better than Tommy Paul, but Paul's, you know, he's improving. I, I don't think this is going to be a pushover at all. You know, if Paul can keep that variety going that he's kind of recently found in his game, you know, he's no longer just an out and out baseline. He's doing what Taylor Fritz isn't doing, and he's coming to the net. He's serving volley, and he's he's, and that's what I think that's what you have to do to improve. Um, he's doing it now. If he can do it against Alcaraz, I, I think he's got a chance of taking a set. I don't think it's going to be easy for Alcaraz. Yeah, two one is is my. Sort of vague lean on that one. Yeah, two one for Alcaraz. Uh, also, the total games might be a little bit low. Twenty and a half. Look for that, uh, which is one of the lowest of the cards today. I think it's the second lowest of the. I think it's the, the lowest of the cards. Twenty and a half. Tommy Paul. Paul will have it. Obviously, a very a partisan support for him. But Alcaraz is a very popular man now. There's a lot of t-shirts of Alcaraz. He's taken over from the uh, from the sort of Nadal Federer kind of. I've not uh, seen that actually. Is there a lot of Alcaraz t-shirts around? There's quite, there's quite a few. I've seen a lot Caps of kids. And stuff. Yeah, a lot of kids with little T-shirts. Um, yeah, quite a lot, yeah. And obviously, you've got a lot of um, Latinos and Spanish in this area, obviously. So they're yeah. all sort of... All, they're, he's, quite a, he's a very popular young lad, actually. So from the from the neutral fan, Alcaraz will uh, will get some support there. So that might uh, counteract the home support for Tommy Paul. But just firsthand, I know Tommy Paul had beaten Alcaraz before, and uh, he is an improving player, but he's got to improve on that first round match because Davidovich Rikino should have won that game, Sean, 100%. He was really poor, Paul. Managed to not even win a set. That's that's kind of typical of Davidic Vakina, isn't it? He was he was shooting winners for fun. He was he was brilliant. And then it, it just broke, got broken to love at, at four all and what smashed a few, tried to smash a few rackets. Game over. <clears throat> anyway, um, let's go on to the 3.50pm uh, match on uh, Grandstand Court. Adrian Manorino up against Christopher Eubanks, a uh, young American who's also doing very well here. Uh, Adrian Menorino, much more experience, is minus 180. Christopher Eubanks is plus 143. Uh, the spread is two and a half. The totals are 23 and a half. Uh, Eubanks come through an epic match yesterday. Uh, he came through against uh, Berrer uh, in a long game. I think I think it was the first, it was a long tie break. And then Manorino come through against Hercas, who was clearly jaded from uh, the match he played against uh, the prior yeah. to that. Kokinakis, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, Kokinakis match. Um, what do you think here? What do you what do you like? I think this is a t- difficult match to call, but Manorino is definitely seeing the money uh, in the early sort of uh, flutters from the from the betters on the Bet Rivers website. I think it's a bit tricky because this is the best I've ever seen Christopher Eubanks play. By some distance, actually. I was happy to take him on against Dennis Cudler in the first round because, you know, he should have lost in qualies. As I said, uh, Eubanks to, to Lucas Klein, he managed to just nick it, a nick a match he should have he should have lost. He played great against Kudler. Really did. Um and his his stats here, this this Miami are, are really good. His service points one, return points one total and three matches he's played so far. Uh it's 108, which which is excellent. He's won fifty nine percent of his second serve points and thirty seven percent of his return points. His his normal average, if you want to call it that, on a hard court at this level, at main level, is is winning twenty seven percent of return points. So he's made a a huge leap 
in what he's done on return. He's always, he's always had that sort of big serve, which he can rely on. 59% of second serve points, and he's winning 37% of return points. That's that's not the Christopher Eubanks that I know. You know, So he's miles ahead of his usual level. It just could be that he's having one of them weeks. It could be a career week for him. Um, Manorino doesn't normally like facing big servers, but he's already beat Ben Shelton and her cash this week. So he's, you know, he's had a couple of big servers already. Um, he looked a bit tired, Manorino, yesterday. That, that's what would put me off. I, Manorino should win this match on all known form. But this isn't the normal Eubanks. And Manorino did look, you know, he'd look tired against against her cash in, in the very hot and humid conditions. It's a no bet for me, this. And also always the the, uh, the opposing the player that's the big win the round before the unexpected win with Manorino. So, uh, but his experience has been there before, seen it before. So that shouldn't shouldn't count much there. And moving on to the evening session, we've got two matches on the evening session. Uh, the first one is seven p.m. tonight. Lorenzo Senego uh, up against Francesco Serendulo Senego. Put in a brilliant performance last night in the evening session to beat Francis Tiafo. I think the rain delay helped the Italian there. And Francesco Serendulo has an excellent record in Miami. Uh, Sonego is the favourite, minus 148. Serendulo is the higher ranked player and the one with a better record in Miami. He's plus 118. The spread is one and a half. The totals are 22 and a half. This is the first time... Sorry, the first time that they've met before. Uh, Sonego is playing some really good tennis at the moment. Got to the quarterfinals in Dubai. I watched him play Zverev over there. Uh, and then here in Miami, he's beat Dominic Team, Dan Evans and Francis Tiafoe. Probably one of his best runs on a hardcore event for some time. Uh, but Serendulu, I think was a semi-finalist last year, wasn't he? Um, so he's, he, he's he's got a great record here. What are your thoughts on this one? I like Serendulu here. Um, I can't see Sonego playing that well twice in a row. I really can't, especially now that he's under pressure, now that he's favourite, he's expected. He's, he's, people have seen his best. Can he produce it again? I wouldn't have thought so, knowing everything that I I know about Sonego. He, he's much better as the underdog with no pressure on him. He's not good when there's when there's pressure and expectation on him. I've seen him play at home in Italy before, and he's been he's been dreadful. Um, I've got some stats on this, actually. When he's been priced up, Sonego, uh, in between 1.6 and 1.89, He's lost seven of, of the last 11 times. And when he's been priced up between 1.7 and 1.89, he's lost six of the last nine. So he's not a reliable favourite. I was a bit worried about taking him as, as at that price a couple of days ago against Dominic Team, but it, but he did manage. That's one of the few that he managed to win in that sort of price range. He's not someone to be, to be back in, in a pressure situation. And I just think that Serendolo, the stats that Serendolo has at this tournament, you mentioned there a second ago, you know, they're absolutely off the charts. He's he's won seven of his eight matches. His service points won and return points won total is 108. And his service hold break total is a 119. Um, you know, that's that's incredible. I was actually surprised at the interview that he, he did um after that win he had against Felix um yesterday. He said that his favorite service is hardcore, which I found a little bit surprising. He used to play at college tennis. He was at South Carolina um college. He played college tennis for about a year. Over there, and he, you know, he think that that's why he said, you know, he adapted his game to hard courts, and his favourite surface is hard, which surprised me. But there we are. I don't think you can argue with the stats. He loves it here. He gets a massive amount of support. Tons of Argentinians and South Americans in the crowd, as you said. Uh, I just think all the pressure is going to be on Senego here, and that's not a, that's not a position that Senego usually does well in. I, I took him. At, um, I took Serendolo at plus uh, one twenty-five earlier on this morning. Yeah, Serendulu now down to plus 118 with Bet Rivers. Head to the website there, 41 different bets on that match. Uh, but Francisco Serendulu will definitely have to support 
uh, on Grandstand Court and at plus one. Oh, no, it's a stadium court. Oh, stadium court at plus 118. Uh, looks a decent play for a man who has such a fantastic record here in Miami. It's on uh, Grandstand, final... I think, that one, isn't it? Grandstand, sorry. Yeah, seven. Yeah, it's the same court that Serendola played on last night, which which is another a positive fact. He's playing on the same court. I, d- I doubt he's going to get an opponent as bad as Felix was yesterday, but you know, hopefully he does. The final match of the day, and probably the least interesting from a betting perspective, is Daniel Medvedev up against Quintin Halis. Uh, Medvedev is minus 1,000, the, the lowest price odds on any favourite today. Uh, Halis is plus 700. The spread is four and a half. The totals are 21 and a half. Medvedev has obviously had a, a rest because his opponent withdrew. Uh, Giron withdrew uh, from the tournament. Uh, they've met once before and Halis beat him, uh, which was a, a surprise, really. And that Long was, time ago, wasn't it? Long, long time ago, in 2015, in the Futures event. I think a lot's changed between the two of them so far in their career. But Halley's Fair to played, say that, yeah. Halley's played well yesterday against McDonald. He played well against Dimonor. Um, But Medvedev, obviously the man in form uh, this year, uh, you can't see anything other than a fairly routine Medvedev win. But he was a bit lucky to beat Dimonor, wasn't he, Halley? He was a, a set and five, two or five, three down. He managed to claw his way out of that somehow. Uh, Halis. Um it 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 doesn't seem likely, does it? Maybe if it was in like the heat of the day, heat of the day, potentially Halis. You know, we talked about him right at the start of the season, didn't we? I I backed him um, a big prize to win Auckland in, in quick conditions. He ended up losing in two tiebreaks to Jensen Brooksby, but it was because of that sort of ability that he's shown in the last sort of three or four matches that that I took him to win that tournament in those conditions. You know, he's he's he. He would normally come to Miami and it wouldn't really suit him. Now it is with these super fast conditions or certainly fast uh, for Miami standards. But he won't want a night match. You know, it's it's obviously, as you said, the stadium court's slower anyway. It's in the it's in the shade all day. It's it's at night anyway. Um, You wouldn't have thought that would favor Medvedev either, but I, I can't see the, the Halley's backhand holding up for too long against the backhand of Medvedev in some of these long rallies that Medvedev's going to subject him to. Um, but yeah, he's held serve ninety three percent of the time so far in this Miami. Has uh, has at least winning seventy percent of his service points. It could be, it could be that he might serve well enough to take set one past the total games mark, past ten and a half total games at, at plus two thirty. That's a possibility. It's certainly not the strongest of leans. You would have thought that Medvedev would win this. I'm still not convinced about Medvedev in really hot and really humid conditions. But again, this is a night match. It'd probably be okay, but. You would think Medvedev would win. Yeah, Medvedev should go through. The man in form. And that's it. That's the uh, men's last 16. All the matches are played today. Head over to the Bet Rivers website. There's Sean's picks. So Sean's got two official picks for you for the action today on Tuesday. Give us your pick, Sean. Yeah, Kishanov, uh, round about even money. Shade of odds against maybe if you can get it. Uh, and uh, Serendolo. Is he plus 118 now? It's 118. Yeah, those are the two that I'm going to take today. Yeah, uh, there's also two women's matches as well. It was a good day yesterday on a WTA event for Roy Giovanni. Uh, he showed a very nice profit. And there's two matches, one at 2 p.m. Um, Elena Ribikina, who's also looking to win the Sunshine Double along with Alcaraz. She's a heavy favourite, minus 1430 against Martina Trevisan. And this evening, Jessica Pegula plays Anastasia Potapova. Uh, I like a bet on that game. I like over 21 and a half games at minus 104. Watch Potapova yesterday. Very, very impressive what I saw. Pegula does lead 3 0 in the head to head, but they played. Uh, two epic matches in the last two years. Once, only a couple of weeks, only last week in Indian Wells, 31 games 
uh, Piggy to come through. And they've also played a game, a match worth 34 games total. So over 21 and a half, I quite like that in the women's draw. There are three ways to subscribe or watch the stuff here. You can download Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on your preferred podcast provider. You can subscribe to our YouTube uh, channel at the Bet Rivers Network, where you will just stay across and get an alert every time one of our bits of content drops. And you can follow us on Twitter at Because We Win, uh, which is controlled by all the fabulous handicappers we have here at Bet Rivers. Uh, and you can follow my sort of uh, in running picks and uh, sort of words and, and, and stuff here uh, in Miami. Uh, this will be the last time we'll speak to you from Miami. Um, tomorrow, it's a rest day for us. I'm back on Thursday with Sean, and hopefully we're talking about Sinner uh, doing well in the tournament and still in as well. Uh, myself uh, and, and Sean will be back on Thursday. Hopefully you join us then. Uh, Sean, thanks very much as always for joining me. Have a, have a great day. And good luck with all your bets, everybody, and stay safe. Take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.